Some women get burned by the fire and some women rise from it. Welcome to the Born to Rise Society podcast with Laura Sanzo, where goddesses come to rise and go from survivor mode to creation mode. Are you ready, goddess? Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Born to Rise Society podcast with Laura Sanzo. I am your host, Laura Sanzo, and I'm so excited to be sitting down with a good friend of mine. Her name is Heather Hardy. Welcome, Heather. Heather is a certified crystal healer, a vibrational sound therapy practitioner, an access consciousness bars practitioner. And I can't wait to talk about that because I have to say I've never heard of that. Uh, She's owner of the Soul, Soul Star Inspired Wellness that focuses on love, hope and healing and combines inspired wellness through meditation, mindfulness, crystal healing, vibrational sound therapy, breath work and more. Some of my favorite things. And I have to say, I met Heather in a Facebook group, we were actually accountability partners for a, bro- a program we were working on for the energy centers, the chakra centers, which I'm sure we'll get into. And I have to say, what really set Heather apart for me was her energy. And we're going to talk about energy, so that's fitting. But Heather has the most incredible energy that I'm sure is going to radiate through this podcast, even though you're just going to hear her and not be able to see her. Um, it really is what I think everybody's goal is to have this kind of energy that just really electrifies people and really lights up any room that she is in even if it's a virtual room it doesn't even matter because I've never been in a physical room with her and I can still say she lights up a room so I'm so excited to sit down with her so welcome Heather thank you it's so great to be here I'm really excited I've loved getting to know you and um, I just love that extra connection we have in this kind of world of energy and woo and I'm just excited to talk about it with you I know, me too. I'm so, I'm so excited because I have to say, like, I have to say I'm pretty, like, I know a lot about this, but some of the stuff you do, I've never heard of. So I'm so excited or I've heard of it and I really want to know more. So before we get started, can you just talk a little bit about where your journey started? So obviously a lot of the modalities that you use is really about the mind-body healing, which is, you know, so powerful. Where did that really get started for you? Where did you know that you had, you know, a passion for this, a love for this? Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I've always been called to this kind of magical world, I guess you could call it, um, for a really long time, but the catalyst to me actually stepping into the role of healing modalities was actually, um, running into some illness of my own and it really, you know, it was kind of like going a hundred miles an hour into a brick wall And I just had to stop and really examine my life and look at, you know, what, what am I here for? And what am I feeling called for with this? And, and for so many people, it takes these major life events that make you kind of stop and reevaluate everything that your life has been and kind of the direction you're going into. And, and because of that, I just, you know, I just, followed what I was being called to. I looked into, into things that would kind of pop up and, and it brings to mind the law of resonance that what you focus on starts to appear into your life. And because I opened myself to curiosity and um, to see what was available out there, the opportunities in the doors just started to open. And it started with the crystal healing it seems like a natural segue for me because I had always loved crystals for aesthetic reasons. I love things that sparkle, but 
then I really started diving into how, how to actually use crystals with intention and along the way discovering it's so much more than just setting new intentions with the new moon. You can actually harness the natural energy of the crystals to heal the human body. Um, it's, it's simply incredible. And, you know, from there, it just, the doors went wide open and I, I started looking into um, sound therapy, which led me into finding this amazing class through the Vibrational Sound Association to learn vibrational sound therapy, which is um, therapeutic Himalayan bowls, singing bowls on the body. And it directs the vibrations into the body and just can do some really incredible meditative, but therapeutic healing in the body using not only vibrations, but the sound. And then from there, it's just, it's just this whole big world of access consciousness in the bars. I want to learn some spiritual energy healing with universal rays. And I just, you know, through my own experiences of wanting to find natural ways to heal, um, I have found an incredible world of opportunity to be able to now offer that to other people as well. I love that. And I actually just, I had mentioned to Heather um, when we were talking last week that I actually just had that done, a a sound therapy bowl put on me. And just, it's the most incredible experience. But you mentioned access consciousness bars. So what what would a session of that include? Because I saw it on your website. It looks like a slice of heaven. (laughs) It is. It's basically this light touch therapy. Okay, so... So you start out, it, it's, it can be very casual. Like we can be having a conversation while, while you get your bars run, um, or you can choose to kind of Zen out and be super relaxed, but we open the channels of energy. So the energy can run through your entire body. And then it's just this light touch therapy on different points on your head that basically is like a reset button. It, it helps to clear negative thoughts. It helps to to release negative thought patterns or looping thought patterns. Um, it changes ideas that you have grasped onto that, that you don't necessarily identify with, but because of societal programming or experiences, trauma, things like that, that you've been in, that you've been exposed to, uh, we tend to kind of build these repetitive memory banks. And with this modality, it's through simple touch, you can release those and allow for space to be created in your mind for you to kind of realign and get back to your natural state of thinking and be able to change thought patterns, be able to change behaviors, be able to change the direction you're going. Um, For example, maybe, maybe you kind of have this negative thought cycle. I've been through that. So I know what it feels like to like constantly have negative thoughts cycling around. And if you just had that opportunity to have that release, just imagine how different your life could look if you just aren't living in that space anymore. And so it's really, that's the concept is using these um, different points on the head to create space for a whole new life. I love it. It almost sounds like an advanced Reiki for the mind. It really is. I mean, we're, we're working with the energy and 
with all of these different kind of energetic modalities, whether whether you're, you're not being physically touched by something or someone else, um, or if you are, they all work on these different levels of your consciousness to really um, help you achieve reaching that higher state of elevation. I love that. So you had said, but today I'm so thankful to be alive and for the new life I got in exchange for the old one that I had. So that's so powerful. And this podcast really is meant for women who are ready to rise. So what would be one say, what would, sorry, what would be one thing you would say to any woman that may be feeling stuck and who's, uh, you know, ready to rise into a new life, into her higher level self, and just, you know, kind of on this path that you've been on? Be brave and stay with it. It's it's not easy. And enlightenment, we want this magical, um, high vibe, you know, <laughs> lifestyle that we see presented to us. But it's so much more than that. It's really allowing yourself to be vulnerable, to to dig deep and really look at yourself and and the areas that you need to heal so much of getting to the place that you want to go is really healing what you've been through and really following the calling of your soul i i if you feel called to it it's in your flow if you're facing a lot of resistance towards something you're working towards stop and really look at that because it may not be divine will that you're going towards, you may be going towards your own will. And as much as we like to create the most perfect situations and the perfect life, um, sometimes that's our ego talking. And so really being open to recognizing when it's your ego talking and guiding you versus your soul and your higher self. Um, If you just really surrender and release to the calling of your higher self, everything that you want is, is going to happen. It's just not always going to look exactly the way that you think it is, but be open to that and being open to the work and realizing that sometimes we have to break down the walls of the person that we were in order to build the person that we want to become. Um, And just embracing every part of yourself and loving yourself unconditionally and releasing that back up to source to be transmuted. And again, just releasing that energy and allowing for space for the things that you want to come in. I was actually going to ask you for higher level self, but since you brought it up, what would be some practices, daily practices that either you um, do or that you suggest for somebody that is looking to kind of elevate out of their 3D reality and into their, whether they want to say higher self or five dimension world? This is such a great question because I have been doing a lot of exploring and a lot of learning. And and the one tool I have learned that works consistently to help me expand and to raise my vibration is working on my pillar of light. So the idea of this is opening up all of your chakra energy centers, allowing your own divine light to fill those centers and to expand, and then anchoring your light down into your earth heart chakra in the crystalline heart of Mother Earth. And what that is doing is then anchoring your light from source 
into the earth so that you can move forward in this human body through this three-dimensional density and stay connected with your higher self. The one thing that that is inevitable with this um, life that we are living right now is we come down here and the density of 3D and the programming and the collective energy, we get sucked in and we forget who we are. And so our purpose here on earth, and and I honestly believe this, is to work on opening our pillar of light, to work on expanding our light and keeping that light connection open. Because at that point, we can disconnect from from this energy, this 3D world around us, this programming, all the things that we get sucked into, and we can disconnect from that. And we have this opportunity to really embrace everything that we are, everything that we are in all time, space, and dimension we are such amazing beings. We are infinite beings of light. And I know I might sound crazy to people, but you guys, it's like, it's so simple. That's really the, all it is, is just remembering who you are and working on keeping your light open because the earth needs us to keep our light open. Humanity needs us to keep our light open. Our soul wants us to keep it open. So um, I would say if you do nothing more, that if you just work on your pillar of light, you will find the expansion you're looking for. I love that. I'm so glad I asked you that question. Also next level. Um, so sound therapy, I see lots of bowls behind you. <laughs> so what would you say to somebody that may have heard of sound therapy that may be kind of like toying with sound therapy and they want to incorporate it even at like at a beginner level, um, whether it's for healing or raising their vibration or whatever the case may be, what would be your one piece of advice for that person? I would say the great thing about sound therapy is that you can incorporate it into your life with virtually zero cost. Um, Because it's using the aural sensation and the vibration, it's bringing you into a deeper state of relaxation, which is much like what just meditation without sound can accomplish as well. It's just one more way of achieving that state. And you know, you can you can do something as simple as stepping outside and listening to sounds of nature. What's really great about sounds of nature is that it lowers your fight or flight reflex because it's pulling your attention externally. And it's a familiar sound that brings comfort. And so you have this opportunity where most meditations bring you inward. Nature actually brings you outward for you to have a different perspective um, in your meditation. Another way that you can do this at home on your own is with chanting or even using mantras. Your voice is the most powerful tool that you have when it comes to sound therapy. Your brain already recognizes the tone. And by using your own voice, you're creating those vibrations within your body. So you're really getting an amazing sound therapy um, like that. You can also just listen to music. It doesn't have to be this completely Zen meditative state that you get into. It can also be this creation of motion, energy and motion. So you can be listening to your favorite music and, and starting to dance and feeling that energy move through you and have a therapeutic experience with that. If you're looking into getting into, you know, singing bowls and things like that. There are a lot of really great um, smaller clearing bowls that are handheld that you can get into. And those um, are typically like the Himalayan or the Tibetan bowls that you typically see. 
what's great about that is just a, a single strike can create a uh, clearing vibration. So you can clear the energy in the room. You can clear the energy of your aura. You can clear the energy of your crystals. So just a simple sound, a simple strike can do so much benefit. It's really, it doesn't have to be this complex orchestra of gongs and brass bowls and crystal bowls and chimes. I mean, I do have all of those things because they're super fun, but it doesn't have to get that crazy. Um, my best advice, if you're going to go into the route of investing into concert bowls or your own body uh, therapeutic bowls is um, if you can practice or work with them in person. You want to see if you have the connection with that bowl. You want to know if the, the tone sounds good for you. Um, I have definitely worked with bowls that I've been like, eh, I don't really like this. And I'm glad that I had that opportunity instead of investing, you know, $500 for a bowl and not being able to connect with it well. There are some great sets on Amazon if you're looking for crystal bowls. Um, they have some really great chakra um, sets, which is what I ended up getting for my concert bowls. Uh, and then I invested in some high quality therapeutic bowls for the actual vibrational sound therapy on the body. I want to ask, because you brought up um, fight or flight. And I feel like right now, because of everything that's going on in the world, energetically wise, um, I think a lot of people may be experiencing fight or flight even for the first time in their lives this year. They may not even realize that's what they're experiencing, but that's what they're experiencing, right? So you had mentioned, um, I just want to make sure I got this right, that it's more sounds of nature versus meditative sounds for somebody that's experiencing fight or flight. So I think that they both have the same effect on lowering the fight or flight reaction, but the sounds of nature, because it pulls your attention externally, it creates a faster, a faster reduction in response. Whereas meditating, unless your body and your mind is used to getting into that state regularly, it may take a longer time to reduce that response rate. But of course, you can start incorporating breath work to be able to um, achieve that state of calm a little bit faster than just sitting in silence. But the sounds of nature, especially because it's something we've heard our entire lives and it's and we recognize it as a safe and peaceful sound, pulling ourselves outside of our, our internal selves where that fear is originating, marked with the sounds of nature that are calming, that's what can decrease that fight or flight reaction fairly quickly. I love that. You have mentioned mantras. Do you have a favorite mantra that you want to share? Oh gosh, I change my mantras all the time, depending on what I'm trying to work on. Um, I recently just updated my mantras. So what I'm personally working on, um, you know, as much as I want to say I'm working on becoming a millionaire, I, I can't go there yet because I have to work on myself and appeal. So I'm releasing um, expectations and judgments of others and trying not to get sucked into other people's negative energy. And so my new mantras are, your journey is not my journey. Your choices are not my choices. 
your judgments are not my judgments, your thoughts are not my thoughts, you know, things along that line. So when I'm being bombarded with someone else's opinion, which I think we can all kind of relate to right now, especially in the United States with the political environment right now, it's, it's, we would just want to kind of unplug from that, that kind of energy. And so just saying like, your journey is not my journey. Your opinions are not my opinions. Your thoughts are not my thoughts. And just releasing yourself from having to engage in that. And it's, it's been monumental in, in changing my own expectations of myself to engage in that kind of, in that kind of energetic exchange. I want to protect myself. And I think it's really important right now to do that. And so that's one mantra I'm using. And the other is just something simple as I am divine. And I think it's really important for us, especially because I think more often than not, we tend to be more critical of ourselves and forget that we are precious and divine. And so the more we can remind ourselves that we are divine, the the sooner we can start believing it and letting our light shine. So I love that. You say um, create space for the magic to happen. That's so powerful. So how would you define that for someone who, you know, may not know what that exactly means in terms of the ideology of creating space? So when you kind of take a look from an outside perspective into your own life and you look at, you know, where are your thoughts sitting all day? I'm going to just use myself for an example. Um, when I'm around negativity, I have a really hard time with that. Kind of what I was saying about releasing expectations and judgments. I have just found through self-reflection that when I am placing judgments and expectations on others, I'm always left disappointed, which then cycles into negative thought processes, which cycles into judging others and judging myself. And I just find I, I get stuck in this this mental clouded chaos of negativity. And so when you have the opportunity to kind of, I like visualizing like you're holding a tennis ball. And if you just open your hand and just release all the garbage inside of your head and just imagine it not being any, being there anymore, can you just feel the space where all of that negativity or whatever you're going through, you just feel the emptiness left once that's gone. That is the space that we're talking about. Once you don't have the negativity, all of your aspects, all of your unresolved energy, all of whatever it is you're going through, clogging up your space you can breathe a little bit and, and it just really allows for some other stuff to kind of come in. You can change what you're thinking about. You can change how you're thinking about things. I love the phrase that um, if you change the way you're looking at things, the things you're looking at will change. And um, I, I actually heard that in our most recent networking meeting. And I just, I, that has just been so profound to me this week because it really is true that when you can just stop and release that little tennis ball and look at things a little bit differently, it creates that space that you're looking for. And sometimes, hey, I get it. We have so much going on and so much chaos and negativity that sometimes even if we could just do like a little peanut sized space in there, like great, just, just let one little thing go. So you have like a little peanut in your, in your being to just allow something, something to change. It can really just make such a profound impact in the long term. 
That's so powerful. That was almost meditative for me <laughs> as you were saying that. <laughs> One other thing that you said that I that I love is um, we all struggle with separation from our light. Um, so I think, you know, a lot of people are probably feeling that right now. They just are in a place of darkness. What would what would be one piece of advice that you would give them to be able to kind of, you know, um, get back to that place that they feel light and joy and hope, I guess? It's hard when you when especially when you kind of get caught up in that that cycle of things not going well and and you really are caught up in those emotions, it's hard to shift back. And so if you can just stop, and this was actually said to me on Wednesday, um, if you can stop and ask yourself, am I looking at this through drama or through peace? Love that. It can just be exactly what you need to kind of like stop the cycle and really evaluate where you are. And again, creating that space, just the smallest amount of space for you to go, no, I am looking at this through drama. I want to look at this through peace. So what does that look like? Maybe it's counting mindfulness, like what, wherever you are in your practice, you're doing it perfectly for exactly who you are and where you are. So everybody has different ways of, of shifting back into their light. And at one point for me, it was just being mindful and counting because it brought me into the present moment. It allowed me to create some space. Um, again, getting into a meditative state and, and visualizing your divine light coming down through your chakra centers, you know, filling all of your chakra centers. If you don't know what that is, that is okay. Yeah. But maybe, maybe this will encourage you to start looking into like, what is a chakra? Like, why do I have energy centers? How does it affect me? Well, it's probably a little too, uh, a too, a little too out there to start talking that we have 12 energy bodies. So we won't go too far into that, but just remembering that you are a divine being, that you are safe, you are supported in love. And if that's as simple as it needs to be for you to be able to shift back into your light, that's really all it takes then. It doesn't have to be this like complicated five hour meditative like situation at home with your gong and like, you know, your crystals and all of that. I mean, it can be, those are like pretty amazing days where I'm like floating all day long, high vibe, but you know, it, it really can just be as simple as taking just a moment to go, no, I am divine. I am I am a beloved being of the universe. I am love. I am light. I am divine. It's just a small prayer that I've learned and I, and I use it and it really does help you kind of shift back into remembering who you really are. Can you repeat that one more time? I am a beloved being of the universe. I am love. I am light. I am divine. Blessed I am. Blessed I am. Blessed I am. Love that. So powerful. So you say that you go into your heart space, greet the child within. So we have talked about higher level self. Can you just shine some light on inner child work for somebody that may, you know, be maybe new to that? Maybe, you know, what have been some of your biggest breakthroughs from that kind of work um, that you've done and how that really has um, impacted your path? Yeah, yeah, this is, this is such great work. And I think it's one that um, a lot of people neglect doing, you know, we feel, sometimes feel silly, like trying to imagine our little child self in there and like what they're doing and, and what, what the hurt is. And a lot of times we've shoved some stuff way down in there and I get it. Some people have been through some pretty traumatic experiences. And if that is you, I mean, like all the more reason for you to dig in there and it's not necessarily 
necessarily that you have to relive every horrific moment of everything you've ever been through, but it's more going into your heart space. You know, everything happens in your heart. It's the portal to your higher self. It's the portal to your your 12 light bodies. It's the center of your entire being. It connects you to all of all that you are. And, you know, you can envision this little crystalline heart space that your little, your little self crawls into. And I like to, you know, after I open my pillar of light, I like to journey in and just see what she's up to. Like, what's a little, what's a little Heather doing in there? And, um, and sometimes, you know, I've, I've seen this little girl like curled up on the floor, like just feeling like crap, you know, and, the benefit I've found from doing this work and just asking her, you know, what's going on? How can I help you? And just treating her as if I found like some random kid on the street crying, you know, like, Hey, are you okay? I wouldn't be like, you're awful. Get off, quit crying, you know? And like, that's how I kind of talk to myself, you know? And, and that's how she's, she's been living her little, her little kid life in there. And, and, and just going in and just being like, you know, Hey, it's okay. Like, I love you. You are fine. I've got you. What do you want to do today? And, and spending time with your inner child, finding out what he or she wants to do. And, um, so some of the things I've done is if I feel my inner child call, so uh, I bought her this little sparkly little strawberry necklace, you know, and, and my adult self was like, okay, like I don't necessarily, she probably shouldn't spend this money. But then I was like, you know what? I could tell that it was being driven from a different a different place of desire. And so I knew it was for her. And so I bought it for her and it just made her feel special. And, um, even like if I'm, you know, out walking my dogs in nature and I see something and it's like, no, I want to go and look at these little flowers or these leaves or these berries and and really seeing it from a childlike perspective and allowing the magic to happen and to just release all expectations of myself and the programming and and everything and just allowing that child within me to enjoy a magical moment. And I am absolutely healing that. It's, there are some very deep-rooted issues that we all have that stem from our childhoods and, and really a lot of it is just not feeling supported and loved. And when we can go in and do that for ourselves and heal that part of ourselves, then we we find that we don't need that kind of external validation anymore because we're healing that within ourselves. We're providing that for ourselves. We're showing up for ourselves. And ultimately that's, that is going to be the way that we heal our hearts and, and can move forward with the lives that we want to live. I love that. So you say that you're on a journey of healing and spirituality. So what can we expect next from Heather? Wow. I don't know. I'm, I'm always so excited because it's, it's just this weird, beautiful mix of what I'm doing with my business, which with the current state of things, you know, it's, it makes it hard to do a lot of in-person work. And so I'm just, um, taking this time to kind of, uh, continue healing and growing. And, 
and sharing it. Like I, I really find that what I'm learning is so valuable for healing that I just, however I can share that with other people, I'm really hoping that maybe um, in the winter I take a universal raise class um, and take uh take the healing modalities that I currently offer to the next level. It has been one of the most powerful um, healing that I have personally experienced. And so because it really does work on things happening on your soul level and on, um, on that energetic level with your soul bodies and your past lives and, um, and your inner child and things like that. And so it's incredibly powerful. Um, and so then I just, I ultimately, I want to just be able to offer people an amazing experience um, and inspiration to start, you know, following their own soul's calling um, and healing themselves and shining their light for all the world to see. I love that. So where can people find you on social media or your um, email? So not your email, sorry, your website? Yeah, so I have a website. It's soulstarinspiredwellness.com. You can also find me on Facebook and on Instagram under the same name, Soul Star Inspired Wellness. And um, you can feel free to reach out on message or email at info at soulstarinspiredwellness.com. And I'm, I'm open to creating community and whatever you're looking for, definitely like let me know. And if I can't help you, I can refer you to somebody who can because it's just such a beautiful kind of world we live in with this little, the energy and the woo and all the love. So I'm happy to help however I can. Is there anything else that you're being called to to share um, before we go? I just, you know, I just really want you to know that no matter what you're going through, it's for your highest good, even if it doesn't feel like that. And to just remember that you're loved and to remember that you're here for a reason and and that love is ultimately the answer to everything um, and that you are divine and that you are a beautiful infinite being and and that I love you and I believe in you and and I just encourage you to chase every dream that you have. Thank you so much. I feel like you were talking directly to me. So I'm sure everyone's going to feel that exact same way. Thank you so much, Heather. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you, everyone. And we will talk to you next time. Mm-hmm.